This is Bad Attitudes. Hello, friends and strangers. Welcome to another episode of Bad Attitudes, an uninspiring podcast about disability. I'm your host, Laura. I was explaining this to a friend when it occurred to me it might make a good episode. This week's supporter shout-out goes to Rookie Saavedra. Thank you for your support, Rookie. Want to hear your name on a podcast episode? I've created membership tiers on my coffee page, and every supporter will go on the supporter shout-out list. Only two tiers so far. More will be added after the holidays. Tiers start at $2 a month, and you'll get access to special membership content and perks. Go check it out and sign up. I'm excited to have some really cool stuff available for you in the future. And if membership isn't for you, no worries. You can still contribute one-time donations via coffee, and every donation will get shouted out in an episode. In case you missed it, my TEDx talk is now available on YouTube. You can find it on the Wingate University YouTube page. It's linked on my Facebook and Instagram pages, and there is a link in the notes of every episode. When you watch, please be sure to interact with the video by liking or leaving a comment. This encourages the algorithm to push the video out to more people. If you like this episode, share it and the podcast with your friends. Word of mouth is absolutely the best way to grow this podcast and our community. And please make sure you are rating and reviewing the podcast on your preferred platform. It really helps me out. For questions, comments, or ideas, email badattitudespod at gmail.com or reach out through social media. Follow at Bad Attitudes Pod on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. As always, I want to remind you that disability is not a monolith. My experience as a disabled person is going to be different from the experiences of other disabled people. I am one voice for the disabled community, but I am not the only voice. Back when the Little Mermaid remake was released, I was talking to a friend about it. She made a point about how the song Part of Your World was essentially Ariel wanting to change herself for a man. And while I don't disagree with her, I had to point out how impactful that particular song was to me when the original animated movie was released. You might think that a November episode talking about a mermaid movie that has been available on streaming for nearly a year isn't exactly timely, but the animated film was actually released in November. I'd say that's kind of kismet. Also, my brain does what it wants and doesn't pay attention to minor details like timeliness. I was eight when the first The Little Mermaid movie was released. As a disabled child, part of your world really affected me, not for its romantic angles, but for the more literal interpretation. I remember being in our pool in the summer, spinning and flipping and swimming around, singing Part of Your World, imagining myself as a mermaid who would be magically allowed to walk on land. The movie was released in May 1990 on VHS, So the song was fresh in my head that summer. I loved swimming as a kid. I still do, but I'm more of a float-in-the-sun girl these days. The pool was the place I felt truly free. I could do things in the pool I couldn't do on land, like walk. 
With the support of the water, I could walk like everyone around me. I used to walk back and forth, marveling in the sensation of this act I could only do a few months out of the year. So it wasn't lost on me what Ariel was saying when she sang, Flip in your fins, you don't get too far. Legs are required for jumping, dancing, strolling along down a, what's that word again? Street? I had legs, not fins, but for all intents and purposes, as a wheelchair user, I couldn't jump, dance, or stroll along down a street, except in the water. Like Ariel, I felt confined by the water, since these were movements I could only make in a swimming pool. It's weird to feel both confined and freed by water. I could do things in the water I was unable to do elsewhere, but I could only do them in the water. Once I left the pool, I lost the ability. I, like Ariel, wanted to explore that shore up above, out of the sea, which I could be, part of that world. I lived in the world among the non-disabled, but in many ways I did not feel like a part of it. Daily, my differences were highlighted, reinforced, called to attention. I was a part not a part of the world. Of course, at eight years old, I didn't have the ability to express this. Hell, I'm not even sure I knew exactly what I was feeling. I just knew that this song in particular deeply affected me. It choked me up, brought tears to my eyes. If I'm being perfectly honest, sometimes it still does. What would I give to live where you are? For Ariel, she meant what would she give to be able to live in Eric's world. Little me felt something different. For me, it was more like, what would I give to feel included in this world I already live in? What would I give to truly feel like I was a part of the world I had to live in? I couldn't articulate this at that age, but it was something I felt in my bones. I knew I was different. In fact, you can go way back to episode 13 and listen to me talk about the moment I knew I was different. I knew that most people didn't know what to make of me, this cute, precocious kid who also used a wheelchair. They couldn't make it compute. So yeah, I often felt out of place. I wanted to experience things other kids my age were experiencing. Jumping, dancing, strolling, you get it. But I couldn't experience them where I was, not in the way I wanted. As I've gotten older, that's become less important. I've come to realize that walking is overrated. But sometimes, just for a minute, I'll think back to that little girl spinning around in a pool on legs that didn't work that way on land. It felt like I was in a different world. A world I desperately, albeit briefly, still want to be a part of. Thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you in the next one.